Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Game Changers Devotional. It's your first time joining uh, us for this devotional. We're excited that you're here. Uh, I want to encourage you to uh, feel free to invite others. Uh, uh, over the last year, we've just seen uh, it grow uh, drastically, and it's because of people getting on the call and inviting others. And uh, I'm just like excited to see what uh, God is uh, doing, you know, with this call. And, and I just pray that He continues to let it grow and let us. Uh, be an influence on other people's lives. Um, I know this week there's been a lot of chaos. There's you know been a lot of things that have happened, and and uh, that I, I know that each of us are dealing with and things in our own way. And uh, this morning uh, I'm excited. Uh, Jacob has been preparing since last week uh, for this devotional. I'm excited to have him lead this morning. So Jacob, I'll turn it over to you. Yes, thank you, Michael. Yeah, I, I uh, emailed Michael last. And, uh, man, I didn't, uh, you know, like he said, there's a lot going on in the world and a lot going on with each person personally. And so when you turn to God, I had no idea. I did, but I just didn't know how much God had to say on this subject. Um, and he has a lot to say on it. So uh, I may go a little fast and I may go a little bit long. If I go too long, you know, don't feel like you have to stay on. Just, uh, if I go too long, just check out. But, um, let me go ahead and get started. So, uh, obviously, everybody knows what's going on. I mean, we we've just kind of been uh, struck by this uh, this epidemic, and uh, you know, the first time, the first time that I realized that there was an epidemic was uh, was Thursday afternoon. My, my little boy uh, Jake and I we had a uh, t-ball practice, and so we left t-ball practice and we went to our favorite grocery store. It's a it's a grocery store. Uh, uh, Call Win Dixie, and we love it. And we went there after T-ball practice, and we're going to grab us some uh, chicken wings. They have a wing bar, <laughs> and so we're going to fill up our bucket uh, with wings. And, uh, and we go into the store, and this is the first time I really—it just hit me that we have a serious epidemic going on. And uh, the store looked like a war zone. I mean, it looked like—I mean, what happened here? And so we got our chicken wings. We went to a line to check out. And uh, we just so happened to be talking to the assistant manager, and I asked, what happened? What happened here? And she said, mass hysteria broke out in our store today. We're, we're out of all the toilet paper. In fact, we're out of all the paper products. We're out of hand sanitizer. We're out of, we're out of hand soap. The meat aisle is bare. The, the produce is starting to be taken over. And she said it was just unbelievable. In all her years of working in grocery stores, she'd never seen anything like it. And at that time, right then and there, I knew we had an epidemic of fear in our country. And so the first thing I would did, we went home and I gathered my family together. And uh, are you gathering your family together? Are you the spiritual leader in your family? If you're not, I challenge you to be the spiritual leader in your family. And I gathered my children and my wife and I reminded them, guys, right now, let's just be still. Because God is still on his throne. Amen to that. And God, he's given us, I reminded our kids, and it's hard when you're talking to children, because you want to be so simple. And I reminded our children of this amazing gift that God has given us. Before this virus, before any virus took place, you know God built our bodies with an immune system? Does anybody remember that? Does anybody know? 
Praise God for that. And I reminded our children that every single person in our family this year, all four of us had the flu. And guess what? All four of our, our immune systems work, and we're all healthy now. And, in fact, in 43 years, every virus I've ever had, God healed. From the chicken pox to the most recent flu, God is a good God. So right now, there's truly way more people affected with a virus of fear than any other virus combined. You know, I told you when I started preparing for this, God has a lot to say on this. God breathed out in his good news, in his gospel, in his living word, his breath, 365 times. In his word, he says, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. The question is, is who's going to obey? I mean, who's going to listen? Who's going to have enough faith? And I don't know if you guys realize this, but it's love and it's faith that gets you out of the bed each morning, not fear. Fear is a feeling and faith and love is a choice. And fear will keep you bound up. So don't be afraid. Again, God has a lot to say about this over and over with stories and lessons where God yearns for your heart. God yearns for a relationship with you. Because if God has your heart, you'll never be afraid. Let me repeat that. If God has your heart, You don't have to be afraid. You'll never be afraid. And that's what he wants, a real relationship with a real God. And the fact is, God is way more willing to listen to you, to listen to your prayers than we ever are to pray. So like I said, the Bible's filled with stories. It's filled with stories about people who said, God, I'll have faith in you. There's also stories about people who said, I will refuse to have faith in you, and I'll choose fear. And so quickly, I want to talk to you about two such stories, two different examples, and you choose who you want to be. The first story is the story of the Israelites, and God had led them out of captivity, out of Egypt. God was with them every single day, performing miracle after miracle after miracle. He was a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. He parted the Red Sea and drowned their enemies right before their eyes. And God sent down manna from heaven, food for them to eat every day, and they were totally reliant on God. Nothing else. And he brings them to the final destination. Here you are. All this way I've been leading you here. To the promised land, a land filled with milk and honey, and all you have to do is trust me. All you have to do is put your faith in me, walk in, and this land that I've been leading you to is yours forever. And so they sent 12 spies into the land, and 10 of the spies came back and said, the people in the land are giants. They'll squash us, and they see us as grasshoppers. And we have no chance. And only two of the spies 
came back and said, no, no, we've got God on our side. We can conquer this land. But the people chose fear over faith. It's a choice. Here's a feeling, and they chose that. And the fact of the matter is, you know what the truth is? The truth is, there wasn't giants filled in that land. There wasn't giants. The people, that, that, that was a feeling that they felt. There's only a small portion of people that were actually really giants. And they were not grasshoppers. God didn't make them grasshoppers, and the people in the land didn't say they were grasshoppers. But they chose to believe it, and they spread it amongst all the Israelites. And fear and panic and anxiety took over the land. And God sent them back out into the desert to wander for 40 years. And they never got the promise. Except for Caleb and Joshua, the two spies that had faith and trusted in God. That's not going to be me. That's not going to be you. Because you're going to choose faith. In that same Old Testament, God also had somebody who chose faith. Somebody who finally did occupy that land of milk and honey. And he was a king, and his name was Jehoshaphat. And he was a mighty king because he worshipped a mighty God. And he had people coming against him, three different armies about to surround Judah. He was the king of Judah. And they were going to overtake Judah and kill every person in it. In fact, when he found out they were less than 100 miles away, going to surround them on all sides. And Jehoshaphat had faith. And here's what he did. Jehoshaphat called out a day of prayer, a day of fasting. As the leader of his country said, no, stop, we're going to pray, and we're going to fast. And here's what he said. This is his prayer. I want you to listen to what he said and how God responded. He said, oh, Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms. You rule over all the nations. Power and might are in your hand. No one, not an army and not a virus, can withstand you. God, if calamity comes upon us, whether it's the sword of judgment or plague or famine or coronavirus, we'll stand in your presence, Lord, before the temple that bears your name. And guess what? We're going to cry out to you in our distress. And God, you're going to hear us, and you're going to save us. And back then, God spoke in many different ways. But the most popular way he spoke is through a prophet. And so God replied to a prophet. Today, God speaks also. He speaks through his word, speaks through prayer. He speaks through other people, our spiritual leaders. Somebody that you know may speak to you. And he also speaks through circumstances. He's speaking through circumstances right now. So God chose a prophet to reply to the prayer. And the prophet stood in front of all the people. And this is what he said. People of Judah, people in America, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to me, to God. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see 
the deliverance the Lord will give you. Oh, Judah. Oh, America. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out there, face them tomorrow, and I, the Lord, will be with you. And the people fell down and they worshiped the Lord. They worshiped him in song and praise and in loud voices. And then Jehoshaphat said, Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith and you will be successful. And that very day, God sent those armies into confusion, total confusion, and made them turn against each other. And Jehoshaphat sent his army out, and he found all these armies had killed each other, and all the men were dead. And they captured the plunder, and they praised the Lord. Two different options. You choose faith. You can choose fear. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, Paul says we live by faith, not by sight. Jehoshaphat chose faith as opposed to letting fear choose him. Faith, there's not much out there. People don't really understand. But it's something that's intentional. Not something that happens to you. It's something you choose. William James was a late great professor of psychology at Harvard and he used to say this people don't sing because they're happy they're happy because they sing and faith is the same way people don't have faith because good things happen to them good things happen to them because they have faith it's intentional that begins with choosing today what if you chose faith what if you surrendered your fear what if you surrendered your worry, your anxiety, and most importantly, what if you surrendered your heart? What if you surrendered your heart to God? Because that's where it starts, with your heart. Me and Jake, that's my five-year-old. You get to hear about Jake a lot. My two children are absolutely my best friends in the entire world. And uh, my little boy Jake and I, a few weeks ago, we were at, a, at my daughter's dance competition in Birmingham. And it's an all-day event. And uh, my wife spends most of the day with my daughter, J.C. They're backstage changing dance outfits and doing all their things. And so Jake and I get to spend all day just us, just together. Man, I can't tell you how much I enjoy that, just his little boy present, being around him. And uh, over the course of the day, we would wander to the theater. We would sit in the front row. We'd sit in the back row. We'd sit in the balcony. We'd sit even in the higher balcony. And, uh, and we just wandered. And uh, we had a good day. And uh, at one point during the day, uh, Jake began to wander from me. And uh, he started walking off. And I sat there and I watched him. And he'd gotten a little too far. But I just sat there and I watched him. And all of a sudden, he realized that he'd wandered too far. And he didn't know where I was. And he broke down crying. And he was shaking. And he went up to two adults. And he said, I lost my daddy. Can you help me? And at that time, I started walking towards him, and he saw me. And he ran to me with his, his arms wide open. And he jumped into me, and I held him. I held him my arms so tight. And he said, Daddy, I love you. 
And I said, buddy, I love you, and I will never, ever leave you. I love you. Do you know what? That's what God wants to do with us. When you're fearful and you're afraid and you're scared, God is your father, just like I'm Jake's father, and he wants you to run to him, jump in his arms, tell him you love him, and he'll whisper back to you, I love you, and I'll never, ever, ever leave you. Father, we just stand on that promise, God. We're not afraid of fear. God, you're a big God. You're bigger than fear. God, so we just pour out our heart today, telling you we have faith in you. We don't have faith in fear. God, you're a conqueror. Father, we pray for our country and our leaders. God, that you'll just guide them. Just like you guided Jehoshaphat. Just like you guided Caleb, Joshua, people of great faith. Father, we love you. I thank you for this call, God. The responsibility to be a spiritual leader. Show people. But you're still there. You're still on your throne. God, you're still in control. In the powerful name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.